You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode 294. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today I'm bringing you another coaching call conversation. These are conversations that we have either on in Macros 101 or in our continued coaching program, Beyond Macros 101, where I do all of my group coaching. And in those programs, you have the opportunity to be able to come on what we call a hot seat, where you're able to ask a question and we have a back and forth conversation. We get to the root of whatever you're struggling with or whatever is keeping you stuck. And it's one of my favorite things that I get to do with coaching because so we can get so deep with a back and forth conversation and, and work so many things out that are really start to create that transformation for clients. And then the other reason I love these conversations is because it allows anybody who's listening in, anybody who is a client on that call, or sometimes I bring these onto the podcast, it allows you to be able to listen to somebody get coached and receive a ton of value and some like secondary coaching yourself. Because you'll hear as I ask these questions to Jody, these are great questions that you can start to ask yourself and maybe dive a little deeper and see things that maybe you're struggling with that maybe you hadn't been able to put your finger on just yet. I also love to bring these conversations onto the podcast because I think it is sometimes really hard for me to describe what it's like to get coached inside of our coaching programs. And it's hard for me to talk about it and and really tell someone what the the difference is. And I don't know about you, but I remember growing up, my teacher would always say, show, not tell. Like my English teacher is like, show, not tell <laughs> when you're writing. And I think it's the same thing here is like, instead of telling you that my coaching is different and telling, trying to talk to you about what the differences are, I can just show you what the differences are as you listen to this coaching call. And so the question that Jody came on the coaching call and asked was such a good one because I know that a lot of people struggle with this and that is taking a tool too far. You'll hear me say to Jody, uh, the dose determines the poison or the dose creates the poison. And it's this idea that things that are good in our life or tools that are good in our life when taken to an extreme or when done too much become harmful and not good. And I see that sometimes with tracking where people become a little bit disordered with tracking or they become a little compulsive or obsessive with this idea of control and tracking and it and it starts to take over their life. And as I make the point in the coaching conversation, you'll hear me, me say this, it doesn't mean that tracking is inherently bad or that nobody should do it or that it's the devil or anything like that, but it does mean that it is a tool that we have to be mindful of how we are using that tool. And if you find yourself going to too extreme with a tool, we need to be aware of that and we need to you know, 
be uh, makes take steps to be able to make sure that that is a tool that it con- is continuing to serve us, not us serving a tool. And so I wanted to put this on have this conversation on the podcast because I know that there are people out here who struggle with this as well, going to extreme um, of wanting to transition away from tracking or wanting to get to that place where they're able to really trust themselves and they don't have to log or weigh everything. This is always my goal with my clients. I want them to get to the place where you're able to, I talk about it again in the podcast or in the coaching conversation, but this place of what I call informed eating, where you're taking what you've learned from tracking. You're also taking um, information from your body, what you want, your hunger and, and fullness cues, and being able to marry those together to find a really happy medium. And it is possible. And I think listening to this coaching conversation, you're going to get some great ideas and some great tips about moving in that direction and about what it can look like to go from control to trust, which is uh, the level three that you'll hear me talk about. So without further ado, let's jump into the coaching conversation with Jody. Hi. Hi, Jody. Hi. This is the first time I've ever been on. Scarier than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to do great. Okay. Well, I have the opposite problem of most people. Um, I am really good at restriction. I always track. I never miss a day. Um, I I weigh my food. I weigh myself. I fill in every blank. Mm -hmm. And perfectionism is always right at my door. Mm -hmm. So this is the last week of my cut, starting my reverse on Monday. And it really terrifies me. Um, I'm starting a week earlier than I originally planned, and I'm doing that because I'm going to be in Denmark and Switzerland for three weeks in August, and I wanted to be as close to maintenance as I could. So my feed plan's ready. I want to just enjoy being with my husband and enjoy the culture, and I'm just so excited to do that. And I've written the feed plan. I've, I've listened. I've written other ones. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty over the top at tracking. And I feel like I need to just relax and enjoy life. And I cannot let go. I can't. I can't let go of this streak in myself. And I don't like that about myself. I mean, if I if I say, okay, I'm gonna run three miles today, I it doesn't matter how I feel or what I'm doing, I will make myself do three miles. And anyone who's with me, my friends tease me all the time. Oh, is this gonna be a long? Because I say, no, we said we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it. Good. And I just feel like I'm feeling a little unhealthy. Sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. In and this mindset. Yeah. And it's good that you're, you're recognizing that. Okay. So I have a question. I have something I want to teach here. And then I have a question for you. Um, and this is something, again, we talk a lot and beyond about because it is kind of that like continued um, stuff that continues to come up when we talk about a longer journey. Uh, and that is a three-stage process that I think is really important for you guys to be aware of. And as I talk about this, you can kind of self-place yourself in like a stage one, a stage two, or a stage three. So a stage one tends to be someone who feels very out of control with food. Um, A lot of you before Macros 101 probably fit here where you just like felt like, I don't really have any control. It's like I track sometimes, then I overeat, and then I have these big swings, and like I just don't feel in control with food. I'm scared to go to parties because I don't know what's going to happen. I'm afraid to go on vacation. Like I don't trust myself around food at all. Okay. So that's like a stage one. A lot of people, that's where a lot of people start. 
And then a lot of times people find macros, they come into macros 101 and they move into a stage two where they feel more in control with food. Maybe it's not hundred percent of the time, but you feel like tracking gives you some sense of control. It gives you some sense of understanding your food. It gives you some, some sense of like guidelines and boundaries and like a container with which to work in. And that feels really good if you're coming from a feeling out of control, right? At least now we have some semblance of control and that's fantastic. And I think Jody, that's kind of where you've been hyper-focused on is like this feeling of control. And we as humans like to feel like we're in control. So it makes total sense that we would like feel really good in this space. But it's important to understand that a phase two is not the end destination, but a phase three is. So what's the transition from a phase two to a phase three? Phase three is about trust. So phase three is about letting go of feeling as in control and focusing more on trust. And that's a scary transition for somebody who really likes to feel in control (laughs) and really likes this feeling of like, I have these, like this little boundary and I have this little box and I just stay in this box and I'm safe. However, in the long run, that transition from feeling in control to trusting yourself is a, is a big, important transition for, for you to, um, for you to get to. So that's where I feel like you're, you're at Jody is Control has been really helpful to you to a point, but what I hear you saying, and this is where my question is going to lead to, is there's a cost associated with it. And you're starting to be more aware of the cost. And so you're you're standing on the on the edge of this bridge to this next phase, which is trust, and there can be a lot of fear because in order to trust, you have to let go a little bit of control, and that can feel very scary. So I do want to ask you the question, because I want to hear from you. Uh there's a cost associated with the control for you. What is the biggest cost? Um, Lack of enjoyment of life. Um, Yesterday, your Instagram post where you said, I was too tired. So I slept through my workout. Part of me said, Oh, good job. In fact, I even commented and said, Oh, way to go. Good job. But I thought I I I couldn't do that. I can't do that. I I can't do it. I can't. The number of messages that I got from women who said a very similar thing or were like, thank you so much for saying this because I feel like such this pressure that like, I always have to do more. Um, like it was, it was, like, you're not alone, Jody, I guess is what I'm saying is like, um, that, that's, that's a very common experience. Okay. So lack of enjoyment. Uh, what else is, what other costs? Um, well, this is, this is kind of embarrassing. Yesterday, I thought, well, I can, I can fix this myself. I don't need coaching. I, I can figure this out. And so yesterday, I thought, I'm going to, this is the last week of my cut, and I'm going to intentionally mess up. I mean, Amber, I have never, ever, ever, this whole time during Macros 101, not hit my macros. I've hit them every single day, and I'm just obsessive about it. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to make myself... Um, you know, I had a bunch of candy out for the Fourth of July for the um, for a Father's Day for my grandkids, and I have that still sitting out. And I put I have a little trick that I do. I put the desserts in the freezer, and then if I really want it, I have to take it out and be intentional about it. And so I ate all those things yesterday, mm-hmm. and I still was in my macros. <laughs> I still hit them, even trying not to. And it was so upsetting to me. I thought, I cannot, I can't do this. And it was to the point where I couldn't even hardly sleep last night. I was worried about it. Yeah. Worried about what? Worried about being able to let go. Yeah. Okay, great. What, 
What is the scariest part about letting go? Gaining weight, gaining fat. Yeah. Okay. Um, and how do you know that that's what will happen? Guess I don't. Yeah. But in somewhere, like somewhere you decided you've, you've gathered some information. Um, so usually like it makes some sense to us. Right. Had a history or an experience of that or seen someone do it. I think, um, I think I, I have a history of always watching what I'm eating, but then deciding that, um, like I went on a girl's trip in February and I just thought to myself, I'm going to just let myself go. I'm going to eat whatever I want because usually on these trips, I really watch what I'm eating and I'm always eating less than everybody else and not having dessert. And I thought, now this time I'm going to just, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to eat everything everybody else is eating. I'm not going to write anything down. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to keep track of it. And when I got home, I weighed more than I've ever weighed in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And it, it totally freaked me out. And, um, so I, since I've been counting macros too, I've been getting lots of rewards from it. For instance, my cholesterol was down 25 points. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fitting in clothes I haven't fit in. I've lost 15 pounds mm-hmm. and um, I've probably lost 12 inches overall. I mean, it, it's working. Sure. And so my brain is saying, well, why would you, why would you let go of that? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Um, Have you heard uh, the saying, the dose makes the poison? No. (laughs) So it's this idea that a lot of times um, things that are good and healthy for us, when given in high doses, can actually hurt us, right? Like the dose is what makes the poison. It isn't actually the thing itself. It's it's how much of it you get. And I see that kind of in um, what you're saying right now is like, we've taken something that it has a lot of positive aspects, right? You've, you've shared a lot of positive aspects, but the dose at which we're using it is now getting to the point where it's becoming poisonous, right? It's having some negative impacts. Right. It's it's having, um, you know, lack of enjoyment. It's having like a stressor on your, on your psyche. Um, and so it's become, it's, it's gone too far to a, to a place that isn't healthy. And that's what you're, that's what you're here saying, right? That's what you're, you're yeah. right. So it's this idea that we don't have to like demonize or say that you've done anything wrong or that like tracking is the devil or any of these things, but recognizing like the dose is really important and we've just kind of gone too far on the dose. And so what I hear a lot in your language, and I would encourage you to even go back and like re-listen to as you talked about it, but I hear a lot in your language extremes. So it's either like, I'm going to go eat everything that everybody else is eating and not care in the slightest. And then that freaks me out. <laughs> or I'm going to be like hyper vigilant and track everything and always hit my macros. Right. And, and those are both um, extremes. And so what I think Jody is going to be really helpful for you is figuring out a happy medium between the two and what that looks like. And in my opinion, that's this movement from the stage two to the stage three. It's from this place of control to a place of trust. Trust doesn't mean that you let go of everything. Trust doesn't mean that you just YOLO every single day and just eat all the things and just gorge yourself and never work out, right? That's not what trust is. Trust is being able to build on the foundation that you've already created, um, but letting go of some of the barriers that have kept you safe, right? It's kind of like going from having bumpers on your 
your bowling to like <laughs> the bumpers are helpful. They teach you to go in down the middle, but you can't really bowl a, a real game unless you like take the bumpers off. And so we're kind of at that place of like the bumpers were great for you. But now you're like relying on the bumpers and that's never, that was never the goal of the bumpers. The goal of the bumpers wasn't for you to be able to rely on the bumpers. The goal of the bumpers was to like learn to go down the center. And then every once in a while, if you made a mistake, it like helped you get back on. So that's where we like get to this place of trust. It's like taking off the bumpers and trusting that your ma- your muscle memory will allow you to go down the center lane and be able to, to hit those. But it's a, it's a medium. It's, it's a, it's not an extreme. It's a, it's an in the middle. Uh, are you in beyond? Yes. Okay. Fantastic. Mastery maintenance. I also want you to go through mastery maintenance because I okay. talk about this transition too. One of the things that I really want for my clients is to not have to track forever. Like I don't want you guys tracking for the next 15 years. That's not my goal. My goal is for it to be, again, it's like, it's like to teach you how to stay in the lane And then you take, I want you to take them off. I I don't want you to have bumpers for the rest of your life. Um, And so in mastery maintenance, I talk about that transition of how we transition away from tracking. How do we start to develop that trust? How do we get to that place where um, we can build on the foundation that you've gained, right? You've had a lot of success. You've learned a lot. Um, And how can we take that as a foundation, but start to take away some of the guardrails and still feel like you can start to trust yourself that you've built that muscle memory to go down the center of the lane every single time. And that's really the stage that, that you're at. Okay. Okay. Next steps for you. First of all, well done. Recognizing this and being able to admit it out loud. I can't even say like what a huge step that is. Like it's a big deal for you to be able to say, Hey, this thing worked, but like it's becoming a problem. Right. That's a, it's a big deal for you to be able to say that and admit it out loud and be able to ask for help for it. So huge kudos to you for, for being able to do that. That's a, that's a big part of the shift. It's just admitting that we have a problem. We got We got to address something. So good job. Um, I want you to go listen to mastering maintenance. And in that, in that um, mini course, I talk about a, a, um, a phasing out of tracking that I want to encourage you to start to implement. Again, it's not going from like tracking everything to not tracking anything. It is a phasing out process that I want you to start to go through. Um, as you go through that process, your brain's going to freak out. Okay. <laughs> Mine will really freak it out. It will freak out. And that's Okay. That's exactly what we're there to coach you through. So when you start to take those steps that I outlined in that course and your brain starts to freak out, that's when I want you to come and get support. Come to a coaching call, put it up on circle, like let us support you through it. There's nothing wrong if your brain starts to freak out, but this is an excellent opportunity for us to be able to coach you through it so that you can keep taking those steps to where you want to get to. Like I, I assume you want to get to trust, like Absolutely. I want to be able to say, ah, it's okay. I'm, I'm going to go with my husband today and we, he wants a hamburger and I'm going to have one. Yes. I've done that once and it freaked me out so bad. And I stayed in my macros and I saved my macros all day to do it. I want to be able to just yes. not have to constantly be checking my phone. Do I have enough? Can I do that? Can I do that? I want to just let go of that. One, one shift that I think will be really, a really important shift that you can start making um, right now 
and it's just asking yourself a question, which the question might be scary to you initially. And, and that's okay. We're not doing anything with the answer to this question. We're just asking ourselves the question that my guess is you haven't been asking yourself. And that is a, what, what do I want? So a lot of times when we are tracking, we, we make decisions based off of how many macros we have left in the day about what, you know, right. it's like that makes the decision for us. What we want isn't even on the table. It's like, that doesn't really matter what I want to eat. It's like, how many macros do I have left in the day? Um, and so I invite you to even just start asking yourself that question. Like, what do I want? And you don't have to do anything about it, right? It could be, I would like to go eat a burger with my husband and not track it. I would like to do that. You don't have to do it yet if that's too scary, but I want you to ask yourself the question so that you can start paying attention because eventually what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking what you want and the foundational knowledge you have about what your body needs and, and, and the macronutrients. And we're going to be combining the two. I call this informed eating. So I talk about this in the mastery maintenance program, but I call it informed eating. It's not intuitive eating is a lot about like, what do I want? And then sometimes tracking can get to the other extreme where it's just about, just about not what I want, but what is, what do the macros say? And I like to get clients into like a middle ground in between those two extremes. I call it informed eating where you're combining. What do I want? What do I desire with? What do I understand about nutrition and what my body needs and how am I combining the two to find that middle ground? My guess is that you aren't even asking yourself most of the time what I want. And so that's a really great question to just start practicing with yourself of just paying attention. If, what do I want in this moment? Right? Like my macro say, I'm going to eat egg whites, but what do I want? Do I want something else? Again, you don't have to do anything with that information yet, but just even asking the questions is going to be huge. Okay. That's, that's really, really helpful. And as you say that, I just feel this huge relief. Yeah. It feels lighter. It feels, it feels good. It feels right. That's a good indication, right? Like feelings are guideposts. They, they lead us towards the next step. And so the fact that you're feeling that is, is a good indication. Like there's going to be scary moments, right? There's going to be fear that comes up because this is new, but you can fall back on that. Like this is, it's lighter. It's good. Like we're moving in the right direction. So good job. Right. Thank you so much. Love it. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio Insider List. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.